football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to pretty disappointing loss at home against the Utah Jazz. 115-109 in the game where uh, the Nuggets got behind, fought their way back in the fourth quarter. They were down by uh, as many as 13 there in the second half. They crawl all the way back. It's a one-possession game uh, in the middle of that fourth quarter. Uh, Valiant effort, just not enough to beat a really good Jazz team. And look, and, and let me just start there. The Jazz are terrific, okay? The Jazz are a 28-10 and 10 team. The Jazz are an, an unbelievable road team. Uh, after the win in Ball Arena on Wednesday night, the Jazz are now 14-3 and three on the road. That's tremendous. It's flat-out tremendous. Um, but it's disappointing for a few reasons. One, the, uh, the idea that you know Rudy Gobert didn't play uh, Hassan Whiteside didn't play. You know, if I told you, how about this? If I told you that the Nuggets are playing at home, both centers from the Jazz are not playing, you're going to hold Donovan Mitchell under 20 points, you're going to hold Mike Connolly to 10 points, you think you win, right? You know what I mean? Like, just the just the raw numbers of it... Um, Unfortunately, it was first and foremost way too much Bojan Bogdanovic, who I am a huge fan of. And I'm sorry, uh, probably don't want to hear that uh, after a loss at home against uh, the Jazz, but I'm just such a fan of his game. It's so understated, it's not loud. Um, although when he swung through, blow by Aaron Gordon and dunked it with the left hand in that first half, that was. Uh, that was pretty loud. But in general, um, you know, and, and even even Bogdanovich, if I said if I said all those things that I just said before about the uh the setup of the game and uh Bogdanovich was gonna go one for six from three, you know. Um but unfortunately he ends up with thirty six points and he was just way too much. It was one of the best games of his season and it could have gone better. It really could have. It could have gone better. Um for Bogdanovich uh, as he finishes with 36 points. You know, Rudy Gay looked like he was, you know, in the middle of his prime uh, and not a 35-year-old veteran who's been in the league forever. Um, You know, so too much Rudy Gay. Uh, Clarkson was Clarkson. I mean, he didn't play great, but still he had a massively impactful three-pointer in the left corner uh, down the stretch of the fourth quarter when the Nuggets crawled all the way back. Uh, and Clarkson didn't shoot it great, but they they crawl all the way back, and they're in. You know, it's like it's like it's like ninety 
five ninety two, something like that, somewhere in that in that range. And you know, big time three from Clarkson. And those threes, they count more than the three points. Because when you are down in a basketball game and you crawl all the way back to even or near even, right, for all intents and purposes, and that three goes down in transition off an unsettled possession, you know, it's uh it's one of these things where, yeah, it's three points on the scoreboard, but it's so deflating to your spirit as a team. Um, you know, it can be backbreaking, and it was a, it was a pretty big shot there um, from from Jordan Clarkson, uh, who finished with 13 points. You know, um, you know, the bench is and continues to be an issue uh, for the Denver Nuggets, uh, but I did think that Monte Morris uh, showed really encouraging signs. All right, uh, he ends up going, uh, you know, he hit five threes. Um, you know, when is the last time that Monte Morris hit hit five threes uh, in an NBA basketball game? You got to go back a ways. Uh, I don't know if he has a game like that this season. And I'm looking through his game log right now, and he does not. Uh, so, and I don't know if that was uh, pointed out on the broadcast. I, I forget, but um, and I'm going to get to the broadcast here in a second. But, um no, yeah, he does not. His his season high was four three. So for him to go five and nine, and that started there in the first half with him, uh, he was very impressive. He was three for six from three in that first half. Um, I thought, you know, speaking of uh, uh, reserve players, I thought Jim Michael Green uh, had one of his better first halves uh, and just played well in general. Finished with eight points uh, in fifteen minutes, but it was it was that first half that. Um, you know he had six six points in six minutes, uh, plus uh, that that um, uh, in in the moment it felt like an impactful block on Mike Connolly, his former teammate. At the end of that first quarter, he sent that thing to half court. Um, so I thought that was encouraging. But uh, you know, outside of that, um, you know, Bones struggled. Uh, Bones Bones Highland struggled. Uh, one of six from the floor. One of four from three. Um, you know he didn't like turn it over or anything he just he just didn't didn't have a great impact on the game uh left you know uh you know things to be desired defensively per usual um so he's you know obviously the evaluation is ever flowing with him he's a rookie he's on the court a lot he played 20 minutes against the jazz so it's not going to look perfect but um you know we're we're still you know we're we're waiting for him to break out of this break out of this slump um, you know, the, the last time that he shot it well was really going back to the middle of December uh, against the Hawks uh, when they were, they were on the road there, uh, and he went four or five from three uh, for 24 points. Um, but, you know, right before then, it was 0 for three. Uh, after that, it's one, one for five, one for five, one for seven, one for six, 0 for three, one for four. That's the last um, three weeks for Bones Highland. So, you know, in the month of December, he did not shoot it well, 28% from three. Uh, that was down from the month prior. Uh, November, he shot 34%, which was down from the month prior to that, where he shot over 40% uh, at, at the start of, of his Nuggets tenure. So um, things have steadily been trending downward offensively for Bones Highland. Uh, they stayed uh, down uh, defensively for Bones Highland. So, you know... Uh, you know, it's not going to be perfect. Uh, it's touch and go, but, you know, the sample size is increasing and it's not getting any better uh, in, in that department for Bones. So uh, it's something that we'll continue to track. Uh, I thought Aaron Gordon played well. 
um, you know, 17 points. Uh, he, he, you know, he took four threes, made one, but he was eight of 11 from the field. Um, you know, I thought from the mid range spot is where, uh, you know, it, it was noticeable with Aaron Gordon, you know, Aaron, you know, when he takes those mid range jumpers, he's rarely going straight up and down. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. And I don't know if anyone else has talked about that. I don't get to listen or read everyone's stuff, but you know, more often than not, I'd say two out of every three mid range jump shots that Aaron Gordon takes, he is falling uh, to the right, uh, he is falling back, and I. It's it's pretty much excuse me in that order. Like he's either falling uh, to the right, he just feels more comfortable that way. Falling back, he does um, uh, you know lean left to, at times, but he's just he's 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 just like that. I, I don't I don't know why, but he had it going. Um, so Aaron Gordon's played pretty well here in the last week, week and a half or so, and really really few weeks. I mean, I know there's an outlier in there. Uh, I know he struggled in that game against Minnesota, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but really, in like the last, I'd say, I don't know, be, uh, better part of a month, I'd say, uh, Aaron Gordon's uh, played played pretty well. Uh, in three games in January, he's shooting 63%. Uh, in December, he shot over 51%, 52%. Um, so he's getting, you know, it, it looks like more comfortable. That 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 That's really what I noticed from Gordon uh, on Wednesday night against Utah and ESPN in that loss is that his comfortability in the mid range he just seems just a little bit more um, liberal. Uh, so good for him. They they need it, right? They need it, but it, it still wasn't enough. And that's really you know, really you know, I talked about this on the last episode. Like if there's a theme to the season, it's who's not available, right? That's that's been the case. That's going to continue to be the case till it's not, right? You're 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 missing two of your three, um, you know, best players, quote unquote, best players, but. If there's a separate, um, you know, footnote of of a theme, it's monster games from Nikola Jokic that don't add up to W's. So again, let's let's roll Jokic's performance in with everything that we said at the top of the show that you know uh, that that Mike Connolly was going to be held to ten points. If you knew Donovan Mitchell was going to be held to below twenty points, um, if uh, uh that Aaron Gordon was going to score 17 on 8 of 11 shooting if Barton was going to hit the 20 point marker and Jokic was going to go for 26 points 21 rebounds and 11 assists guys that is a double xl size triple double okay 26 21 and 11 it's absurd and and you add all that up and the nuggets at home still lost and that's why I use the word disappointing like that that was a game that they could have won, and they just didn't have enough firepower. I mean, Bull Bull's out there getting minutes, right? And like with with Vlatko down, he's he's going to get he's probably going to continue to get minutes. Now he didn't make the most of them. He 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 ended up making the um on, in the transition um possession. He kind of hit a floater from the left block area, uh, and that was that was fine, but. If if you were to think that anyone has the luxury of being late on a closeout, it would be Bull Bull, right? He's nine feet tall, uh, but yet you still saw him late on closeouts to Jordan Clarkson, Mike Connolly in in, in just four minutes. Um, so, like, but but you would think he's got the luxury of being late. He's so long, um, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't timely enough. Uh, so he 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 was sat down. Um, 
you know, not ideal. But that kind of shows you where you're at, like as from a from an availability standpoint in the front court. Like Bobo's Bull getting minutes. They do not want to play Bobo. Bull. Don't don't kid yourself. They do not want to play Bobo. Bull. They do not trust him, uh, and their actions tell me that. And um, he's still yet out there. So um, we'll obviously continue to track that as well. But the Jokic thing, like Jokic was brilliant. Jokic, Jokic was trying to will this team across the finish line. And even 26 points on over 50% shooting, 5 for 6 from the line, his 21 rebounds, his 11 assists, his 2 blocks. Like every prop hit, by the way, like on Nikola Jokic. Like if there was a prop for Nikola Jokic on Wednesday night on ESPN, he hit it. For sure. like, And I tweeted out before the game some of the props from uh, our friends at Superbook, the proud sponsor of this podcast. And I put a poll like, yo, I, I said pump for Nuggets Jazz on ESPN, trying to figure out what Jokic prop I'm going to play. I'm going to go over on something. I just don't know what yet. And I put, tw- um, uh, it was, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. I misspoke. I misspoke. I said every prop hit. His point total was set at 27 and a half. All right, and he didn't get to that. He was at 26. Uh, and they said this on the broadcast. They said, I think, a last season or the last, it was like the last five meetings or last season, Jokic averaged 35 uh, against the Jazz. He has had his way, so I'm, I'm actually surprised that prop didn't hit given that the defensive player of the year didn't play. Um, but the 12 and a half rebounds, he shatters nearly freaking doubles, literally. Uh, the seven and a half assists, he zoomed past that, and then the points plus rebounds plus assists was set at forty eight and a half, and uh, and he cleared that too. So, you know, I, I don't know what else he can do. Um, I look if you watch the game and you watch it closely, Yoke Yoke is frustrated, man. He is real life frustrated. Excuse me. Uh, from. From you see how quick he is to get into it with officials, both both last game and on Wednesday night. Um, you see some of the body language, you know, towards some of his teammates. Um, Bones Highland was late on a closeout to a corner three from Donovan Mitchell, and you know, I've used this phrase from Jokic in the past. Like it's almost like his shoulders become dis, uh, 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 disjointed, like they come out of their sockets. That's how low that they hang, and and he we. we he whipped his head around like he was going to get whiplash, like he was just dejected um, with uh, with some of the mistakes of of his teammates, and you know his coach isn't available, and I mean the whole thing it's not ideal, right? It's just it's just flat out not ideal um, for them to for the Nuggets to be struggling at home uh, the way that they are, uh, you know? Wow, um, you know you look at the last eight games at home. Um, they've lost. I mean, they've lost a lot of them. Uh, latest loss against uh, Utah. Uh, game before that was was postponed. It was against Golden State. Um, game at home against Charlotte right before Christmas. Loss. Um, you know, game uh, mid-December against Minnesota at home. Lost. Uh, game before that against, uh, they, they did beat the Wizards. Um, but I mean, to, to to again struggle like they are at home, you're just not used to you're not used to seeing it. You're not used to seeing it, and 
you know, you look at their overall record playing at Ball Arena, uh, they're just one game over 500, right? Which is not too dissimilar of, of a reflection of their overall record. At 18 and 18, they sit right now in that um, in that eight seed. So, all right, a um, couple other thoughts here. Uh, you know, I, I, I got I shouldn't let this annoy me anymore because we're, we're we're years into this, but that's actually part and parcel why it annoys me the way that it does. It took like five minutes into the game for Mark Jones of ESPN on the call with Mark Jackson to to to, to say uh, Nikola Jokic's name wrong. You know, <sighs> call them. Uh, Djokovic. Djokovic, as in Novak Djokovic. And I, I got it. He, you know, Djokovic was in the news, and I, I got it. And I'm, sh- I, and I'm definitely going to show grace because if anyone knows how difficult that job is from a pronunciation standpoint, it's me, okay? Not only am I, do I have a live mic in front of me for three hours, all right, every single day, weekday anyway, but I did that job for six years, okay? Not just basketball, but football. Football's crazy. You know, the, the, the pronunciation um, library that can be your call sheets uh, because there's 22 starters on each team. That means you're prepping for, you know, literally 100 guys that are going to play. I've done the job. I called over 350 Division One sporting events over six years. So I get it. Showing grace. It's tough. But my my issue is the one name that you can't get wrong is the MVP of the league. Like the one name that you can't get wrong is the MVP of the league that's been in this league for years, years and years at this point. So and and it's not it's not it's Jokic. <laughs> I, w- All right, that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go. I just I, because I. I just get frustrated. Look, I, I'm a big fan of typical, typically the ESPN broadcast. We're an ESPN affiliate here at Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan in Denver. I got it. Um, but really, it's, it's, it's inexcusable is how I'll just finish it. He's the MVP of the league. Don't call him Djokovic. Okay. Uh, a couple other notes here. Oh, Jamal Murray mic'd up in the game. I, you know... Jamal Murray and I tweeted this, uh, and if you're not following me, uh, hit me up on Twitter, at Byesline, B-Y-E-S-L-I-N-E. Jamal Murray just has a great uh, human spirit, and we've known this for a while, but you know, for him to be, you know, guys, rehab, rehab can be miserable. Watching your teammates play while you can't can be a very difficult process. I've done it. It hurts. It sucks. It's emotional. You go through ups and downs of it, and... I have seen Jamal Murray this season, nothing but brilliantly supportive, enthusiastic, uh, picking guys up. Um, I just, I, I, I can't say enough good things about Jamal Murray, the person. Um, and you saw that come out on the broadcast as a, I thought that was pretty cool to have him mic'd up. Um, not, not, not an active player. Um, and our, my buddy Troy Rank here, who works in town at our, uh, uh, Denver Seven, our ABC affiliate here in Denver. Uh, he he has this phrase like you're like there's two types of people, a faucet and a drain, and there's a lot there's 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 a lot of drains in the NBA, uh, all pro sports, all walks of life, right? Um, Jamal Murray is a faucet for sure. Um, 
Another thing I just want to get off my chest before we, we put a wrap on, on today's episode is, and, and, and I know this has been widely discussed in basketball circles. I just, I just don't recall uh, talking about it here on the Mile High Hoops podcast, is a take foul. Take fouls are my least favorite part of watching any NBA basketball game. It's just stupid. It's, it's, it seems contradictory to the essence of the game of basketball, the purity of this beautiful game to have take fouls still legal in the NBA. I know there's been talk about eradicating them. Like, I don't think you can do it at all in Europe anymore, uh, which is where this came from. But, you know, when, when, you're, when, when the defense is at a disadvantage, damn it, change it then. It, to, to just bail yourselves out. And I know you, you, know, you register a foul. I got it. But it's just, it's, it slows the game down. It's painful. I hate it. I hate watching it. I've been wanting to go on this rant and just haven't. It's just dumb. The game of basketball is pretty authentic, and the, and the league has made it even more authentic this year with letting the guys play, like in a normal basketball setting. The NBA was the only league in the world that was calling it the way they were from a foul standpoint, and it's still tricky to keep up with, but they're letting the guys play more. There's none of this nonsense whipping the ball through and trying to hook a guy's arms, and then we got to wait four minutes while he goes to the free throw line for three shots. They've taken that out, some of the nonsense, Trey Young, you know, stopping in the middle court, you know, letting guys knock him over. They've tried to eradicate some of that. This, the next step is taking this damn take foul out of the game of basketball. All right. Going to be all right. A little frustrating. All right. Um, it's just where we're at. Nuggets are still right there in, in the mix. The goal is to tread water. That's the goal right now. The goal is not to win four out of every five games. That's not who this team is right now, unfortunately. They're treading water. They, they lost a couple in a row. They won three in a row before that. Let's see if they can go on another win streak. Unfortunately, the team around the corner is the Sacramento Kings. Why am I wor- more worried about the Sacramento Kings than I am about nearly every other team in the league? I don't. I can't explain it. It's a bizarre Mike Malone something in the universe where the Kings are just continuously uh, a problem. Uh, for the Denver Nuggets, and uh, let's see if that's still the case. They have not played the Kings yet this year. Um, I remember how last year started. If you remember the 2020-2022 season, it was, uh, I think it was two of their first four games of the season were against Sacramento. The Kings beat them in overtime to start the season. That was when they tried to kick it off right before Christmas, remember? So they, they start the season with an overtime loss, and then within the same week went to Sacramento, played them again, and lost again. Um, then they went to Sacramento a little bit later in that season, and they and they lost again. So it just um, it's uh, it just hasn't been a good hasn't been a good uh, opponent for Denver. So we'll see if they can cleanse themselves. See if uh, do we need to do like some voodoo or something like that? Maybe. Does, Mike Malone need to like prick himself and like do some sort of sacrificial chanting. I I don't know. Um, so see if they can get off uh, the losing snide here this week and get a win at home against the Sacramento Kings, who as a team are sixteen and twenty four. They're not a very good team. Let's see if the Nuggets can uh, put a win in their pocket here. Uh, it'd be their first win. No, excuse me. I was going to say first win of 2022 on the first of the year. They they beat Houston uh, last Saturday. So, all right. Uh, we will leave it there for now, guys. Thank you for being here. Please, you know, subscribe, tell a friend, share it, retweet, whatever you can do to help. It's greatly appreciated by me. 
and I thank you for it. And you know that whatever happens on Friday night and then on Sunday in Oklahoma City, we're going to be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back, and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.